To be honest, I'm scared about losing everything that matters to me. That's really pessimistic. A great start to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to another episode of To Be Honest. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm Grace. And I thought we'd start off this episode with a little journal entry, perhaps? (laughs) I'm so excited to hear this. We've been kind of wanting to do this for a while, and Amy's journal entries are very poetic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we don't give them high expectations. Um, Yeah, anyways, this week has been a little hectic for me, and then I kind of gave up on journaling, and today was my grand comeback. And then I was like in the car, and then I wrote this, and then I cried a little bit, so. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so I'll just start then. So I go, hi, it's been a while again between enter homework names i've been a little swamped but there's only one and a half more weeks left then we can slow down a little bit and loosen up a bit hopefully and then okay this takes a sharp turn but we go you know what they're right i don't like working hard i like taking care of myself i like having fun i like getting life's experience i like meeting new people and spending time with friends i like traveling and picking up new hobbies I like feeling emotions. I like challenges that make me grow and step outside of my comfort zone. I like being able to work on myself and strive for happiness. I like feeling alive. That's what I like. Okay, this is a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then it's a common misconception. When I say I don't like working hard, that doesn't mean that my life's ambition is to completely and utterly waste it. Quite the opposite, actually. I don't want my life to become my work. Of course, I want to enjoy my work and I want it to be a big part of my life, but I'm scared that it'll start to feel like school, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm constantly stressed out and behind on everything. I don't let myself do anything but work. That's a lie, but exclude like unintentional distractions. (laughs) Oh gosh, I kind of get pessimistic here. I was angsty already. (laughs) It's okay, it's raw. I hate it here. (laughs) Life isn't good. I don't practice my hobbies anymore. I don't exercise anymore. I don't spend time with my loved ones, my family, my dog, my friends. I don't feel excited about things anymore. I'm living every day, like, hand-to-mouth. I know that's a tad dramatic, but let me be a tad dramatic. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just, like, I feel like I'm barely holding on. And then it just ends with, please be over already, and then the pleading emoji. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so clearly I was having a moment, but then I feel like I've kind of been feeling this way for, like, this week or the past two weeks where I felt like a little not excited about life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like school has been pretty hard and then my work habits still have not improved very much. <laughs> and then it's like I'm not really setting in that, um, aside enough time of fun stuff and like things that make me feel alive, you know? Yeah. So then I haven't been looking too forward to the future. Like I think I've been viewing it kind of pessimistically recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't know. I keep on having these thoughts that it's just like, oh, how long am I going to have to live this way? Or like, what comes after this, you know? Like, university is yeah. probably going to be really tough too. Yeah. I'm also probably going to spend a lot of time studying and stuff. And mm-hmm. then it's just like, I had a moment this week <laughs> where I made myself instant noodles and they didn't taste as good as they should have. <gasps> and then I was just like, food doesn't taste as good anymore. Um, like my YouTube videos and like entertainment isn't really as entertaining. And mm-hmm. like, I didn't really want to do anything and I don't like feel like I have anything to look forward to. And then now that I'm saying that, I'm probably just really burnt out. And then I am very burnt out. <laughs> like... This year has been really tough. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, I'm almost there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got through it. You got through IB 11. Just barely. That is, like, a Just barely. (laughs) (laughs) And then, honestly, like, next year's going to be worse. I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs) Um, Okay, but I think I've been, like, kind of having these more negative thoughts towards the future because mm-hmm. of this random movie that i watched last mm-hmm. weekend or last last weekend i forgot <laughs> i feel curious about this already she told me about it and i didn't even watch it and didn't get fully invested in it and it made me <laughs> sad so like <laughs> okay yeah it was five centimeters per second and then i watched this movie with the intention of i don't know like a little bit of self-care or whatever and doing something for myself and mm-hmm. then i'd feel like rejuvenated and ready for life again but no i should have 
read the description because <laughs> it was one of those movies that's supposed to be realistic, you know, and it has one of those like pretty sad endings. <laughs> the worst kind. <laughs> yeah. I need my Disney. So basically, it's a love story and then it basically talks about these two characters that are in love and then they were meant for each other but then life gets in the way. They move to different places in the country. They like eventually grow apart. They fall out of their long distance relationship and that type of stuff. And then in the end, the male lead, he ends up working in a job that he hates and then he comes home he like watches a bit of tv in like his small apartment and then has like i don't know uh takeout food and then the girl gets married to this other guy and then bro that just made me not want to grow up so much you know yeah just, like what if, what if my future looks like that you know <laughs> okay yeah sorry it'll, it'll probably be fine but still it's like was not great for mentality <laughs> yeah the thought of kind of like what you said oh um summer's almost coming like it'll all be over soon but then there's grade 11 for me and grade 12 for amy and then after that um there's probably post-secondary education and then after that we're like yay we finally got out of school but then what if you're stuck working like a nine to five job and you still don't feel happy with life yeah <laughs> I don't know. There was a period, I think last year, where I was actually like really excited about the future and I was excited about like university and growing up and everything. But right now, <laughs> right now, I'm not viewing life very optimistically. I, I've got to admit. I think we've kind of, uh, Amy and I have kind of talked about this before, but the idea that you can make yourself feel excited about anything if you make yourself feel excited about it yeah because i've also experienced what amy said where i'm super excited to like go to university this is probably partially because of the fact that it's been romanticized by media but also like it'll be my independence journey and then the idea yeah. that i can walk around campus that sounds so fun make new friends meet new people go to a new place like that sounds yeah. so much fun but then yeah. after hearing Amy talk about the the the, the dumb movie <laughs> and like <laughs> life now I feel kind of pessimistic about it too. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting how the way you talk about something, the way you let mm -hmm. yourself think about something matters so much. Mhm. Mm I agree. I think we don't pay enough attention to, or at least I don't pay enough attention to, how much say I actually have over how I feel, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it, this is kind of a joke that I, I saw in Reels. It's just like, I am sad, but why am I sad? Like, I am, <laughs> like, sadness is in my brain, you know? I can control <laughs> that, man. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, oh, on the topic of random Reels on Instagram, I saw this other one, which kind of struck a chord with me, and then it was something like, oh, you're not feeling dead because of whatever reason. It, you're feeling dead because you haven't been doing enough things that make you feel alive. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of mentioned this already, but then I feel like I have not been setting enough time aside for things I actually enjoy. And then I think that's why I'm kind of feeling this way. Because then I remember when I was working on this assignment a few days ago, I had to go back to doing it and then I really didn't want to do it. And then I remember I like, I did a little bit of gymnastics on the side for mm -hmm. just like 30 seconds and then I remember feeling like really happy about it I don't yeah. know why I was just, just super happy about doing gymnastics <laughs> but then I had to like stop and then go back to doing my EE um and then and then like after that I just started crying because I, I was just like I, why can't I do fun things anymore why don't I have to do school <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a little tough <laughs> uh, but then, honestly it's like a lot of it is within my control, you know? Like, I, I cannot blame school for all of this. I will blame school for a large portion of it. Mm -hmm. But then if I managed my time correctly and did set aside time for myself and then, like, didn't leave huge assignments to the very last minute, then I wouldn't be feeling this way. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're in work mode and you tell yourself, oh, I can't do all these hobbies that I enjoy, but then you end up, quote-unquote, taking a break because you're feeling crummy, and then you get lost into the internet, and you spend more time, and you're like, I could have spent this doing something that I actually like, because now yeah. I pulled my head out of the internet, and I feel worse. Yeah. The internet is the devil. <laughs> Which is why you should yeet your phone across the room. I, I need to I need to yeet my phone. Yeah, like actually, 
my screen time has not been good despite me having like a decent amount of work to do this week (laughs) yeah sigh i mean for me so i'm kind of in that uh jet lag feeling right after you finish something big for school so i just had like my first ever math exam or my first ever exam in general like final whoa Mm. um and (laughs) i wasn't actually that nervous about it but we did most of our learning math in quarter two which was a couple of months ago actually december to around february Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I visited some of these topics, and I was kind of scared that I wasn't going to know them when I went back to them. But surprisingly, I was actually like, oh my gosh, I know how to do some of this stuff. Um, she actually learned. Yeah. <laughs> and But I was still like kind of nervous because everyone around me was also very nervous, and I was feeding off of their nervous vibes because I guess I suck up other people's energy. Mwahaha. photosynthesizing on other people's energy anyway so i am in that kind of like oh my gosh that is over wow i feel kind of mentally exhausted and burnt out but not really because it wasn't actually that hard and i don't know why i'm (laughs) feeling this way (laughs) it's like relief mixed with ah like lasting panic yeah (laughs) yeah i relate to that on a like side tangent Mm -hmm. i had this like realization that i don't think i get enough positive feelings after i finish a task or something like that this is probably because i'm just like constantly behind on everything but then it's just like um i've realized that whenever i make accomplishment or i like hand in a really important piece of work or something like that then like i don't get that rush of oh my gosh i did it you know i kind of just go like okay you know what i I got through it (laughs) (laughs) i guess like i i do feel a little bit of relief but it's not a very positive feeling you know Mm -hmm. contrary to like what other people say when they're like oh but then just think about that feeling you'll get when you finish it you know yeah like i think about it it's more of just like the negative feeling the stress and like pressure has been slightly removed Mm -hmm. but then i don't get a super high positive you know what i mean yeah it's like the absence of a negative feeling but it's not the presence of a positive feeling yeah yeah I know that positive feeling because I felt it when I complete something really major and I don't know if that's just because I've grown accustomed to that negative feeling of carrying stress of assignments around. That feels kind of pessimistic. But um, I know what you mean because sometimes I feel like this happens more if I don't do something as early as I want to finish it by where I get less satisfaction after finishing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I want to feel more excited about the future. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is actually kind of funny speaking about how you feel after you complete an assignment. Because I feel like I felt better after I completed something back when I was super busy. Because I'm not actually that busy right now. I have pretty easy courses. And... I felt like back when I was super busy, I always had that mindset where I was like, I'm so busy, but look, I'm still doing okay. I'm still holding up. And like, I used it as kind of an excuse whenever I didn't do as well as I wanted to. And Mm -hmm. I had that expectation in my mind where I told myself, oh, once I'm less busy, I'm going to have so much more time to practice piano, to do this. I'm going to get so much better once I'm less busy. So I put all this expectation on being less busy, and now I am less busy, but, like, I'm not actually doing that much better. I'm actually very impressed of how I survived back when I was super busy. Good job, Grace. (laughs) And I don't think I could do that again now, which might be the aftermath of burnout or work mode. Yeah. I think it's like, I had this moment where I was just like, okay, but challenges and building resilience and everything, that's definitely important. And then I need to have those experiences. And then I get that through like all of my work struggles, I guess. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, uh, I think I might just be like assigning too much value to it. Like I should just get my life together and not suffer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn between not knowing whether work kind of destroys my mental health a little bit by putting mm-hmm. me in work mode for so long, especially because it's, like, pretty unsustainable. But also, like, maybe it's good for my mental health because when I am super busy, I never have time to process my emotions and then I never really feel bad because I'm in work mode and it's like tunnel vision and I'm like, okay, I have to do this next. So like there's no time to actually, you know, be sad or process your emotions or feel unproductive because you can't be unproductive. You have to work, work, work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm wondering like, uh, there are definitely people who probably live their entire lives just in work mode, you know? Like I'm pretty sure those people do exist and then... I'm just like, hmm, (laughs) maybe that's the right way of doing it. (laughs) Just like being void of emotion. How great would that be? But then you've become a robot. Okay, yeah. I literally wrote in my journal entry that I wanted to feel emotions. (laughs) (laughs) I think another part of the reason why I feel like I'm a lot more productive and I'm in a better mental state when I'm in work mode is because in work mode, you have less decision fatigue. Because everything is what you have to do. And I'm very indecisive. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I also kind of wonder if I am just giving myself too much excuses. Mm -hmm. And then, like, not working hard enough. Because when I look at my peers, they're also extremely hardworking, you know? Like, their schedules are packed. And then they still, like, pound out their assignments. And then, like, get everything done and get good results and everything. While I'm here, like, with a much lighter workload. But then also just, like, I don't know. I'm kind of like a lump of, ah. (laughs) And it's, like, it shouldn't be too hard, but I find it pretty hard. I don't know. Mm -hmm. How about let's talk about what we want our futures to look like. Yeah. Like, kind of our (laughs) definitions of success. Yeah. Okay, this this isn't how I'm feeling right now, but Mm -hmm. I definitely want to feel excited about the future, obviously. Yeah. Um, And then it's just, like, I am, part of me is still excited about, like, going to university and growing up, Mm -hmm. and then, like, of course, it's a little bittersweet because, um, change, you know, and change is scary, Mm -hmm. and then I will, like, inevitably fall out of touch with my friends, and then I'll, like, Mm -hmm. inevitably find new challenges, and then it's, like, I'm kind of going to be abandoning my old self, you know, because it's, like, entering this new era of my life, and then high school version Amy will be gone, and then... That'd be a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that also made me think about, like, one of my YouTubers who got pregnant. And then she talked about how, like, a lot of women after giving birth, mm-hmm. they have they have this, like, moment of mourning for their old selves. Because then they're kind of never going to be that pre-mother version of themselves ever again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think we realize how much those experiences change us. You know? Until we look back. Yeah. I think. We kind of just, like, take them as they come, you know? Yeah. It's, like, we get older, we go to elementary, middle, and high school, and then, like, every time we do that, I think we kind of do become slightly different people. Yeah. I wonder if this is just because I want to further kind of define that, oh, now I'm grown up, and I can do this, but I've always really wanted to take a gap year once I'm done school, and just Mm. travel. Wait, like, high school or university? High school oh that's what my brother did (laughs) yeah I really want to do that yeah okay I'm not sure if I'm I would commit to an entire year but I definitely want to take like maybe a semester or two off to go travel somewhere by myself or like with friends yeah that sounds really fun the thing is though I also don't know if I want to be like a year behind in um university when I do go to university and I know that it's not a big deal and I shouldn't think about it but it's like that inner um voice in my head that's kind of like should you be more ambitious should you be more competitive you know Uh, but then like honestly I think a year off doesn't really make that much of a difference though honestly like I think it's better Mm -hmm. um to take life a little more slowly because then, like, everyone's in a rush to, like, get university done and get life figured out. Yeah. Honestly, it's just, like, we're still pretty young. We have our whole lives ahead of us. Like, we don't need to figure out what my life's passion is at the age of 16 or 17, you know? Yeah. That totally makes yeah. sense. And I have this mentality at the back of my mind whenever I'm talking about career stuff where I'm just, like, 
what I'm thinking or what I'm planning right now is probably not going to hold up in a couple of years because like of course uh my mind's going to change after I go to university and then I get new experiences and that type of stuff I don't really don't expect myself to figure out what I want to do right now and then I think it's like been proven somewhere or like my French teacher told me this at least but she said out of all of her friends who went to university maybe like uh I don't know give me a very small percentage three percent of them (laughs) ended up like um rolling with what they chose at first and then most of them ended up switching gears afterwards and then I think there's another statistic in MIT Mm -hmm. that said something like 70% of MIT graduates end up working in a field that they did not study in school. Yeah. Of course, like, that's MIT and that's different because, like, they got the name already and then they probably have, like, really good networking and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm not expecting myself to have it all figured out right now. Yeah. No, I know what you mean because I've also heard that from my careers teacher who I also really look up to and also, like, my dad. Like, he talks about how... Um, I shouldn't rush into university and he also very much approves of me taking a gap year to travel and just like see the world, gain a broader world view and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I should still know what I want to <laughs> do. Wait, as a, as a, as a side note, yeah. um, whenever someone asks me like what I want in my future, mm-hmm. I like the one thing I always say is travel. Like the one thing for certain that I know I want to do in the future is um, be able to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like me with the gap year idea. Like now it's kind of become, oh, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy where like I say it so much that I believe it very, very much, mm-hmm. you know? I think like, I, are a good I idea. say it so much that I've convinced myself that I'm going to do it, but I'm also so excited for it. But cool. yeah, the thing about people asking me what I want to do when I grow up. Um, so like I said, people who I look up to tell me not to worry about it. But at the same time, a lot of people are asking me like, oh, Grace, what do you want to do when you grow up? And then wait, you're in grade 10. You're oh you're going into grade oh, eleven. You yeah, should yeah. know. Um, yeah. And I mean, Amy, you're going into grade twelve, and university seems Stop. like very very close, which is very scary. Stop. And like, um, and I know people tell me not to worry, and I know I shouldn't be worrying about what I want to do because like I do have faith in the universe about like what is meant to be will become, but also. I need to make some decisions regarding, like, course selection and if I want to take SATs and if I want to take other stuff. And it'd be so much easier if I knew what I was going to go into because um, I know that people have told me, like, high school is your chance to experiment with new things, but there are certain requirements for certain things that you want to do in university. And because I haven't really ruled anything out except for, like, finance and law and probably the arts because I want to keep that as a passion and I don't want that to become work and that's that (laughs) that's its own conversation but Mm -hmm. because I don't know what I want to do my timetable for next year is very very um full (laughs) of academics (laughs) like I only have one non-academic course and that's an arts course and I'm taking kind of sucks like, I'm taking so many academic courses. I'm taking all the sciences. I'm taking two maths. I'm taking leadership. I'm taking English and Spanish. And I don't know. I just feel like if I knew what I wanted to do, I could experiment more and have more fun with taking courses that I wouldn't be able to take in other places during high school. But yeah, because I don't know what I want to do, I have to make sure that I don't close any doors for myself if later on I want to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. Um, I feel like especially in Chinese families, there is kind of that expectation to you just, like, to follow the structure of life, you know? Yeah. To, like, get straight out of high school and going to university, finishing a program, directly yeah. finding a job, and then doing all that other adult stuff. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, that is expected of you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I was going to say, oh, if you don't have, like, the courses you need or something like that, you could always just get that filled somewhere else. Yeah. 
But then I think the Chinese culture stuff, <laughs> it's like the idea of, I don't know, having to go to a community college and like getting a course requirement filled in or something like that. That's like horrid, you know, unthinkable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think um, we assign a lot of value to trying to find a, find a passion. Mm-hmm. And bro, like, all of us are so stressed out about this. And like, mm-hmm. I just, I got no passion, okay? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I get the purpose of it. And then I do kind of agree with it. Because like, I feel a little listless without having a dream to chase after. And then also it just gets like confusing with the course requirement stuff and everything mm-hmm. and then having to figure everything out at 16 yeah but then also just like blame the media yeah <laughs> once again i don't need a passion <laughs> or rather like i think we should all have like interests in our life mm-hmm. you know and then like build those into passions yeah but then i feel like they kind of make it seem like you're born with it mm-hmm. or it's like i am meant to become a programmer you know <laughs> yeah but like i don't think that's really the case yeah and also uh-huh. blame school for making passions feel like work sometimes yeah like if you have to do passions for school it just takes the passion out of passion <laughs> and i feel like school either makes passions feel like part of work or part of school or it makes it feel like mm-hmm. it's a guilty pleasure because you could be being productive right now and you could be working on school stuff and doing stuff that you actually need to do, but no, instead you're doing something you like. Despicable. Despicable. <laughs> and I feel like there's just no in-between, really. It's either you have to do this passion for school, so now it's work, or you're working on your passion, but really you could be doing schoolwork. So Okay, the thing is, I think they tried... I think they tried to balance that out a little bit because, like, now you need extracurriculars to get into programs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's valued, like, decently highly, at least in the Americas, I think. Yeah. But, um, and then, like, in my, in IB as well, there's CAS. <laughs> so you actually have to have um, extracurriculars or, like, hobbies and that type of stuff. Yeah. But then at the same time, that just, like, makes it feel like work again, you know? Like, there are a lot of people, a lot of students out there who do, like, engage in extracurriculars and stuff, Mm -hmm. like, solely for the purpose of um, getting, like, university credits. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole idea of needing passions to apply for universities or applying to programs or things, they also say that they want people to be well-rounded, you know? But then they also yeah. say that you gotta have passions. So it feels very, like, mixed messaging. Because there's only so oh, much okay. time that you can spend. So you have to, like, balance that out between covering all your bases and taking time to pursue your passion. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like there is kind of, like, this need to have certain defining extracurriculars or, like, mm-hmm. passions or, like, like, pieces of your identity, I guess. Yeah. It's just, like... I feel like the person that they're looking for or, like, will usually have several interests or, like, passions that they'll write down. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, maybe, like, one more career-oriented type of passion stuff. But then that's the common caricature of a high-achieving student, you know? Yeah. Just, like, I don't know, a competitive figure skater, Mm -hmm. a debater, (laughs) and then he's also very interested in... uh, medicine (laughs) yeah yeah that's like kind of the uh, cut and copy (laughs) version of like at least how i view it Mm -hmm. and they're i feel like they're looking for people who are obviously like a very small percentage but because they're looking for very specific types of people i feel like that makes people really try and like become who they're looking for rather than showcase who they really are. And I know that they're working, I'm talking about uh, programs and university people. I know that they're working Mm -hmm. on improving that. Yeah, it's like, I don't blame them either because nothing's perfect, but yeah. Yeah, it's like, I can't think of a way to make it better. So I totally get it. Like they're trying, but... (laughs) We're going to criticize it anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like even volunteer and stuff like that as well. It's like mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who do volunteer solely for the purpose of like being able to write it down, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it, 
it's like I had this like moment where I thought I was like kind of against it because I was just like well like obviously I'm just like oh you don't actually care about it um you're just doing it for clout or whatever Mm -hmm. but then also like when I thought about it I was just like but there's nothing wrong with it like you're still in the end you're like making some type of positive change yeah and then like now you're just giving more people the incentive to do that it's like i think it works out yeah and they are spending time on doing something Mm -hmm. and then honestly like once they start doing it they will probably end up like feeling more passionate about it anyways it's just like they took that first step to get there yeah so maybe it's like a good thing probably a good thing and like still yeah i feel like it's very hard to judge someone's incentives for doing something because in the end we're all selfish like I like helping people, but helping people makes me feel good. So am I being selfish by helping people because it's only benefiting me in the end? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it gets very uh, blurry and gray Mm -hmm. Mm area-y. But in the future, I definitely want to do more volunteer work. And hopefully, because I won't have to log it down for school or anything, it won't feel like work. And I want to, like, I've always wanted to volunteer at an animal shelter yeah me too i also want to help like organize events and like i want to volunteer with children (laughs) yeah honestly volunteering is pretty exciting once you think about it or Mm -hmm. once you find some things you actually want to do yeah especially like in-person volunteering not online Uh stuff (laughs) no Uh offense uh but okay on the topic of passions kind of i feel like the the fact that we're even able to talk about passions in this type of way just kind of shows off our privilege a little bit because mm-hmm. like we live really comfortable lives and then we have the ability to like think about what we're passionate about without really worrying too too much about money yeah you know and then it's just like i am worried that like we don't realize how hard it is to make money and then it's just like it's hard to sustain yourself out there man mm-hmm. yeah Okay, because recently my brother, he's been working for a few years now, and recently he's been joking a lot about, like, how our generation is doomed and we're not going to be able to afford life, and then um, he's Mm -hmm. going to live in our parents' basement for the rest of his life, and then I'm going to have to live in the garage for the rest of my life, (laughs) which, like, I know he's joking about, and I joke about it too, but, like, that actually makes me kind of scared because... I realize how sheltered I've been from everything now. And, like, my brother is, like, a smart boy. So what about me? I'm going to be doomed. Um, and I don't want to rely mm-hmm. on my parents for money because I don't, like, I want to be able to sustain myself. And I kind of feel bad because they've already done so much. And I know, like, they'd help me hands down um, in the blink of an eye without thinking about it. But, like... I don't want to have to make them pay for everything for my whole life. And also adding on to the whole thing Amy said about privilege. I recognize that I am very privileged to even like have a say in what I want to do and be thinking about passions like Amy said. And I don't want to um, overuse that privilege, I guess. I want to try and be on an equal footing with everyone else because I think that I will have a very distorted worldview if I can get everything without working at it at all, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, like, I want to live a good life. Yeah. And in in order to do that, I need to be, like, financially stable. So then, okay, on top of travel, Mm -hmm. the other point I say is being financially stable. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, I don't need to make a lot of money you know it's just like i'm pretty happy with living a modest life but i want to be able to travel i want to be able to practice my hobbies i want to be able to like not worry about paying the bills on time and then that in itself is already like a considerable amount of money you know yeah and have a like decent salary for that yeah (laughs) i'm like it's hard living out here (laughs) life is hard yeah we're finally realizing yeah yeah. You see it, like, the housing prices these days. I know. Man. And also, I want to have pets. And you need money to sustain your pets. Like, they say money can't buy oh, happiness. Yeah. And obviously it can't. But it can relieve some worries and burdens that you have. Yeah. Okay, wait. I saw this quote where it's like, oh, money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. But not having money 
um, will bring you like unhappiness or something like that. Or it's like, what is it? Um, I think it's more along the lines of like money isn't life, but not having money will be your life. <laughs> yeah, because like <laughs> we say all of these things we want to do and all of these things that we want to do we obviously need some money for it. Like, to be able to sustain pets. And also, I want to have a family. I want to have children. Um, and, like, if I don't have money, how can I take care of them and give them a good start in life? Yeah. Okay, this is kind of a side note, but do you remember Bit Life? Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember there was, like, this one life that I was living where I was working as a nurse, I think, and then I was making, like, over $100,000 each year. Like, it, it was a lot. But then I I started breeding. <laughs> like, I, I just made her have so many kids. Uh-huh. And then I was in so much debt, man. <laughs> like, I, I was, I was like, rich. Like, I was making a lot of money. But then also, like, I had, like, uh, over five kids, I think. <laughs> and then I was in debt. I was, I was so far in debt <laughs> just because I had so many kids. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And even with academics, um, I know they say that, like, oh, all kids should have an equal chance at life. But, like, people who are better off have the opportunity mm-hmm. to send their children yeah. to more extracurriculars. Yeah. And even, like, yeah. programs that everyone should have access to. For example, the program that I'm in, they say outright at the beginning that you need to be able to dish out, like, a significant amount of money to go on trips because that is very important to our leadership course because we're doing outdoor mm-hmm. leadership. So we go on trips, we need um, proper equipment and gear. And also we need to organize and attend events and those cost yeah. money. And I know that for IB tests um, in the IB program, those cost money. The IB program is like pretty expensive, yeah. yeah. And then also just, like, how much focus your parents or your family puts into studying and everything like that as well. Because, like, my parents are well off enough to, like, worry about my academics a lot, yeah. you know. But a lot of parents don't have the, like, privilege to do that. Like, they're, they're focusing on keeping their kids alive, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not making sure that they go to a prestigious university or anything. Yeah. And then also just, like, the whole tutoring, extracurriculars and everything. And just, like, having that mentality with life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like uh back to what we were talking about before like i just want to have a good life (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's like on top of having pets the okay you know what? It's not just traveling anymore. Okay, <laughs> here are the points I have right now. I have travel, I have financially stable, mm-hmm. and then I have, like, surrounded by people I love. Yeah. So, yeah. When I'm talking about careers and everything, I don't feel super passionate about, like, any subject, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I do say, like, I want to be in a work environment where I get to work with people and I have good colleagues and everything. Yeah. Um, That's, like, really important to me. I just... Like, I remember there was a period of time where I wanted to be a medical professional just because I wanted to, like, work in a clinic or work in a hospital because, like, I, I witnessed um, doctor, like, nurse interactions, and I was just like, oh, that seems fun. I know. I got my immunization um, just a few days ago, and the nurses who, like, helped check me in and, like, gave me my shots, they're, so, they're nice. so nice. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, that makes me want to become a nurse because, I, like, I want to be able to help people because that's something that I'm passionate about, but I think that's not something that work can take away you know Mm -hmm. because like for example I'm passionate about art but I feel like if I do art as my work I'll get burnt out and lose some of my passion for that but I don't think that I could become less passionate about helping people around me but then also I'm ever since I was younger I've had this thought that was like oh for sure I'm not going to become a doctor because um if I had responsibility over someone's life and I messed up and like couldn't save them and that was because of me I could never live with myself and I don't want that responsibility I'm like yeah me neither (laughs) yeah also it's just like losing people and death is going to be inevitable even if you do everything right Mm -hmm, and that's just going to be like a huge emotional burden 
Anyways, <laughs> wait, also, wait, I have another tangent to go on. Yeah. Um, my teacher was talking about this, and then she was saying how people are always like, oh, I want the doctor to do it. I don't want the nurse mm-hmm. to do it, you know? And um, she went to go get her immunizations, and then her doctor did her first one, and then the nurse did the second one. She was just like, oh, my God, the second one? I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> the first one was kind of painful. Yeah. And, and she was just like, guys, get your shots done by nurses. <laughs> They're, like, professionals at this. Yeah, no, the whole thing with nurses, so pretty recently last year and this year a lot of people who I really looked up to became nurses so that kind of like opened my eyes to that profession and also Mm -hmm. with nursing you don't need to do so many years of school and I don't want to waste away my youth by doing so much school you know Mm -hmm. yeah and the only thing that's really keeping me from nursing and it's so dumb but it's again back to like uh, other people's perception and like honor and the whole um Chinese perception that nurses are under doctors and if you become a nurse then you're not living to your full potential like yeah <gasps> yeah I, I get that too okay um I I wasn't actually planning on talking about this today but <laughs> Grace and I are both like interested in nursing and then my dad is like pretty against it because mm-hmm. like in China, nurses have a p- pretty bad rep. Yeah. And then also, like, in movies as well, like, they're kind of portrayed yeah. as, like, these kind of, like, pretty girls who, like, walk around and flirt with the doctors and that sort of stuff and have, like, no idea what's going on. Yeah. But, dude, that's really not, how, like, w- how nurses work. Yeah. It's, like, it kind of pisses me off because, like, they don't get the um, amount of respect that they deserve and mm-hmm. they're, like, such hardworking individuals as well and they're also, like, super smart yeah. and then everything. And then it's just, like, just because they're not a doctor doesn't mean that they couldn't be a doctor, you know? Exactly. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I like with that ambition stuff. Basically same thing as what you said because like I would be a nurse but then the only thing or like the only two things that are keeping me from it is like one is it's so much work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I don't know if I'd want to like wake up that early every day and then work that hard every day yeah. even if I'm helping people like I don't know how well I'll fare with that. Because I do kind of like the easy life. I, I'm coming <laughs> into terms with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, also, like, a big part of it is because, like, my dad is so against it because, mm-hmm. like, of the way he views nurses. And then, like, I, I'll admit I kind of thought the same way when I was a kid as well. Like, I thought doctors were, like, the real deal, you know? Nurses were kind of just, like, their assistants. Yeah. And it's not only with nurses. It's also other things. Like, there are other passions that I think would be really cool. Um, I've wanted to do acting since I was very little but even just the other day like my mom said to me kind of jokingly like oh it'd be a waste if you became an actress because you're so smart and I'm like Mm -hmm. I mean uh... (laughs) okay I was thinking about like youtubers and like k-pop artists and stuff as well it's like a lot of them are actually really smart like a lot of youtubers were like really smart when they were younger and like went to university and everything and and then like ended up dropping out to go do youtube yeah but then uh and like k-pop um artists as well like i think a lot of them are also really smart and then did really well in school Mm -hmm. and then it's like their uh career kind of seems like feather brainy you know but then it's just like they still needed all those like really good qualities that you would expect in like a, a quote-unquote smart person in order to achieve the success that they got you know yeah exactly yeah it's like it's still all the same skills you need in normal professions like they probably need a lot of resilience and like good time management and then like, i don't know smart businessy decisions as well to get to where they got <laughs> but yeah like as of this year i've like thought a little bit more about like what i actually want in life and then i did kind of conclude that i'm chasing after like a quieter life i think it's like of course i still want to have like a lot of excitement Mm -hmm. and stuff and i kind of want to go crazy in my 20s um and then it's like i want to kind of live by the work hard play hard mentality as well but then also it's just like i don't want to spend my entire life like chasing after huge career goals or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. and then it's yeah. like I think that's kind of looked down on, especially over here. But then it's just like I was I watched this random video about like the Nordic countries and then a lot of people like they have the happiest, um, I don't know, average like people rate or whatever. <laughs> but then yeah. uh, a quality about them what is like that was presented in the video at least was that they live like more mm-hmm. satisfaction like 
quieter type of lives, you know? It's not like they're yeah. all billionaires or anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so then, like, I started considering that type of life a little bit more but then at the same time I kind of had like this dichotomy I don't know if I'm using that word right but like between um making (laughs) like am I just making excuses for myself because I don't want to work hard and I'm lazy or is actually what I believe in and then right now I'm leaning a little Mm. bit more towards the that's what I believe in but then like it's still there um because like I don't know, maybe I just have different values, but then also I've never been the most ambitious person in my life, and that's always kind of been, like, Mm. perceived as a negative quality um, with me, Mm. yeah, and it's like, I don't want to go too into it, but, yeah. (laughs) I know what you mean, though, because I kind of have a dichotomy, not sure if I'm saying (laughs) that right either, Um, and it's kind of similar to Amy's, in which... Um, I'm also scared that if I try to chase too high goals with my careers, I'm going to lose sight of what really matters in life. And I'm going to like lose my values and not stay grounded. Because as you go higher up, there's this idea that um, you can only really serve one true quote-unquote master. Like if you take money to be your end-all be-all like what you're chasing after um then you're going to lose sight of what really matters and you're not really going to stay true to your values Uh as much anymore because those things eventually like separate once you get high enough up but at the same time I'm also scared that I'm not being ambitious enough and I'm not like living to my fullest potential like what if I could do something that could really benefit humanity in a way, I guess. What if I could help do something that really matters to the world? Is it selfish if I just want to be happy? Like, I just want to be happy, okay? I think it's like, um, I've always been like kind of criticized for not being super ambitious and all, but then also Mm -hmm. just like, uh, same thing as you said before it's like oh maybe I like I could make a huge impact on the world or something like that but then yeah I really just don't have the drive <laughs> like if I did do that I'd be chasing I wouldn't actually be chasing like helping people at this moment you know I'm just gonna say yeah. it straight out and then it's just like of course I do want to help people and like I care about other people's well-being and other stuff and I want to like leave a positive impact on the world but then it's like, I don't think I could be doing that with true intentions at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just want to be happy and whatever I do, I just want to do it well and do it to the best of my ability. Yeah. And just like live life to its yeah. fullest. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> I remember like with the whole ambitious talk and then with the like me wanting to live a quieter, satisfactory <laughs> life. I feel like a lot of people get the misconception that that's just me, like, wanting to not do anything with my life and to just, like, I don't know, live a life of normalcy and and mundaneness. But then that's, like, that's not (laughs) it, man. Like, what I'm referring to is not letting my work and my career become my entire life, you know? It's, like, I don't want to assign too much value to career success. It's, like, I still want to do a lot of this, like soul searching (laughs) self-development side of things i want to like experience new things i want to push myself to become a better person i want to like leave positive impact on the world but then i don't think that's done through like career success Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't want my happiness to be dictated by my work and my work success yeah because that's i feel like that's not a very consistent place to get happiness from and I mean, in the past, I have tried to get happiness from, like, school achievements and stuff like that. But really, I feel like that in the long term is just kind of damaging to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I still feel the most happy when I'm with people who I love, doing things that I love. Me too. And even if I do spend all this time in my career, I feel like I'm going to reach a point in my life where I kind of regret not focusing as much on what genuinely makes me happy and the people Mm -hmm. around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that my dad has said before that he regretted focusing so much on his career back when he was younger because 
there was a time when he and my mom were like very focused on the grind and making a lot of money because they both came from pretty poor places and like they had a very work mentality. I remember my mom saying that um she wouldn't let herself get like dessert or ice cream because she needed to save money and like they would take on extra shifts mm-hmm. and they both went into finance because of career and money and I think now like my dad says that the one place where he regrets the most is going into finance because that made him like focus a lot on his career and a lot on finance when it wasn't actually what made him happy it was just what made him money and he thought that money would bring happiness yeah i don't know if this is too naive or whatever but i remember my brother saying something like uh you'll be able to make money and anything you go into as long as you have the right qualities of like a successful person you know like he was saying that i shouldn't um worry too much about like making money in the future Mm -hmm. don't don't take this advice like too wholeheartedly but he was just (laughs) like oh even if i like try to go off and become a photographer right now like photography is one of his pretty big hobbies he's like i could probably still like make a living wage for myself and do pretty well yeah um and then like i agree with that as well like as long as you have like i don't know the grind and then you know how to like i don't know get yourself business or whatever or you know how to sell yourself i think you will be able to find success in whatever you study if you're good enough at it of course it's like a lot easier to find success if you do go through the traditional route i think mm-hmm. but it's not hopeless <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I hear a lot of people saying that they feel stressed because everyone else knows what they're doing. But guess what? We don't know what we're doing. We're still figuring it out as we go along. So if you're not sure of what you're doing, we're in the ride with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So if you're elated or if you have any thoughts you'd like to share or any, I don't know, panicked messages you'd like to send... Don't hesitate to send it to us via Instagram. You'll find us at to be honest pod. Yeah, we can have our own uh, existential crisis about our careers in the DMs. As always, thank you so much for your support. If you know someone who you think might enjoy our podcast or might benefit from hearing anything that we had to say, um, feel free to share this podcast with them or this episode with them. It really helped a lot. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. (laughs) We love you guys, and we will see you next week. Mm